0: Welcome back friends. Today, here on the Love Your People Well podcast, we are going to talk about the purpose that God has for you. And our goal today is to encourage one another and to remind ourselves of truth. Because it's so easy to feel defeated, to get sucked into some mom guilt and some negative thinking, And we miss out on enjoying our family life and our relationships when we're stuck in that negative place. And there's no need for it. And I don't just say that as like a, well, you deserve better or because, you know, you're amazing mom, you got this kind of thinking. I say that because God has a purpose for you. Because he is the rock your life is built on. He is the Holy Spirit filling your relationships, leading you, guiding you, loving you. And so today, my friend, we're going to take a few minutes together and look at some scripture passages that can remind us of the purpose God has in your life, in my life, in our family lives, so that we can root our confidence in him and crush that sense of feeling defeated Crush that hopelessness, crush that mom guilt, kick it to the side, because we are standing firm on the Lord. This is episode 177 of the Love Your People Well podcast, where we are all about building healthy and happy and holy family relationships. And if you're not feeling very confident about your role in those relationships, you're not going to really enjoy them. You're not going to have that sense of peace and joy and purpose at the end of the day. And that's what I want for you, my friend. I am here because I am passionate about helping moms enjoy every minute of family life, especially when our kids are young, because we all know they grow so fast and we want to enjoy this season. So my name is Jess. I am a family counselor. A Christian, a pastor's wife, a mom of four. Life is crazy. Life is busy, and I know how easy it is to get sucked into thinking in a defeated way, feeling defeated, and just not enjoying things. And the best place to turn when we're feeling that way is to the Bible. So as we jump into this today, um, I'll remind you that I have several devotionals on the website. Uh, Particularly, there's one called Finding Your Identity in Christ. And if you're struggling with this, that might be a great place to start. Um, If you're struggling just off the bat to even spend time with God, to read the Bible, to pray, then grab my freebie to get started. That's called the Holy Habits 45-Day Bible and Prayer Challenge. Um, And once you're a little more comfortable, you're reading the Bible, you're praying, you're trying to go deeper with the Lord, Grab that Finding Your Identity in Christ devotional because that will help you rest more fully on who he is and who he has created you to be as his child, beloved and redeemed by the blood of Christ. So a few of the scriptures we're going to talk about today, well, not a few, they all are going to zero in on that question of what is a purpose? Who am I? What? Not who am I in the big, big picture sense of life, but in your family? Who am I as a wife? Who am I as a mom? Why am I doing all of this? What is God's purpose in all of this? And I think we should start in Ephesians chapter two. Um, and I particularly love verses eight and nine, but we're really going to focus on verse 10. <laughs> Verses 8 and 9 highlight that we have been saved by grace. It's not because we did something right. It's not because we're working hard. We are saved by grace and grace alone. And we have that grace because we have faith in God, in Jesus Christ. And then verse 10 tells us for we are God's handiwork. Some translations say we are God's masterpiece. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And when you are struggling, you're feeling like you're just not really doing that great of a job. Everything feels overwhelming. Why am I even trying? What's the purpose in all of this? I personally find it so helpful to remind myself of this, that I have been purposefully created by God himself, the creator of the entire universe has masterfully created me in Christ Jesus for a purpose. And that purpose is not to scroll through TikTok and Instagram. And that purpose is not to cook the most amazing meal. And that purpose is not to sweep my floor every day. That purpose is to honor God with my life, with my relationships, with my choices and to glorify him in how I live day to day with my family. First and foremost, I see them the most. They are the most important people in my life. And the same is true for you. God is not trying to make it some complicated mystery to figure out, Ooh, what are these good works that he has prepared? Our good works are day in and day out, living faithfully for him, putting his glory on display Loving our husband, loving our kids, raising them well, loving them well, and loving the people around us. I'm not saying that's easy, but it's definitely not complicated. He has created us in Christ Jesus to do good works, and He prepared those in advance. He's not like making the plan up as He goes along, He had a purpose in crafting your family, bringing your family together, and he has a purpose for you in those family relationships. So that is Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Let me interrupt our conversation just for a moment to invite you to join me over in the Faith Fiverr Club. This is our private community where every month we go deep into a different topic of family life with a private podcast, a personal workbook, month-by-month encouragement and resources. Join us at patreon.com forward slash love your people well. All right, let's get back to our conversation. And then we will jump into the Gospel of Matthew at the very end of chapter six. This is in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. Um, and I mean, there's so much in the Sermon on the Mount that we could talk about. But what I want to f- highlight here, as we're focusing on this feeling of, of just kind of being defeated, beating ourselves up inside, not, not feeling great about how we're living in our relationships, I think verses 33 and 34 here in chapter six are so helpful. And what they say are, but seek first his kingdom, God's kingdom, his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And when I am feeling defeated and just kind of like, oh, this isn't going well, I'm not doing great, what's going on here? What's the point of all of this? I find these verses so helpful to just refocus me. Because usually if we're feeling that way, we're focusing on the things around us, the things that are happening that are not so good, right? Like we're noticing all the things that are wrong, all the things we wish were different. We're worrying about what's going to happen or what already happened. And we're just focusing on negative things or, or unhelpful things or discouraging things. And these verses remind us, That all we really need to do is seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. And he'll take care of the rest. If we're seeking after him, that will influence how we treat our husbands and our kids. It'll impact how we um, take care of our home and how we spend our leisure time. It'll impact everything. And instead of worrying about all of that and being negative about all of that, we can just focus on the Lord seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And that is how we build up our sense of confidence and our sense of identity, our sense of purpose in family life, because we're not doing it for our family. We're ultimately doing it for the Lord. Every time you love your husband, love your kids, love yourself, love your friends, love your neighbors, all of that effort and energy an emotion is ultimately going back to God. It's a way of loving him, honoring him, and making him more and more famous in the world. So let's talk about two more passages in scripture here. Um, I'm looking now at Romans chapter 8. Really, all of it is great. <laughs> uh, that's probably true of all of scripture, I suppose. But right now... I am particularly focusing on a few verses so i want to highlight verse number one this is romans chapter 8 verse 1 which says therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus let's just remind ourselves my friends when you're beating yourself up you're the only one doing it god is not beating you up about the things you've messed up or done wrong He's not upset that you're not perfect because he knows you're not perfect. No one is perfect. And if you're in Christ and you're seeking God's kingdom and God's righteousness and you're confessing and apologizing and trying to do things differently, trying to do things better, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, I also want to highlight, scrolling down here, looking in Romans chapter 8. I want to look toward the end of that chapter. Verse 26 is where I'm starting here. And what it says is, in the same way, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And He who searches our hearts, knows the mind of the spirit, because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And I'll just pause there. This is so encouraging. When you are feeling defeated, just cry out to God. You don't have to have the perfect words. You don't have to know even what's wrong or what you want or what could be better or what could be different. Just take that emotion and that feeling just like, that gross feeling inside that can happen sometimes and lift it to the Lord and trust that the Holy Spirit, he understands what's going on and he understands the mind and the will of God, the father, and he will intercede for you. And then it continues here. Romans chapter eight, verse 28, a very famous verse that says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And it goes on then about how we've been predestined and justified and and who can be against us if we are for God. And it continues down then into how nothing will separate us from the love of Christ. And then in verse 37, it reminds us in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, nothing in the present, nothing in the future, no powers, no height or depth or anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And that closes out Romans chapter eight. Um, And like I said, there's so much in this one little chapter that can encourage us. But how encouraging is that end of this chapter? And just the reality that when we're condemning ourselves in our own minds, we're feeling the guilt, we're feeling the, you know, I wish I'd done that. I should have done that. I'm not doing a great job here. We know we're not enjoying life at that point. We're not enjoying our relationships. And it's not necessary because Christ is in it and Christ loves you. And because he is in you, the power that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. You can conquer anything. You can overcome anything, not just by like, I set my mind to it and I willed it to happen or I manifested it to happen or I put it on my vision board and it all got better. You can conquer that negative thinking And that sense of hopelessness and defeatedness, you can overcome all of that through the power and the love of Jesus Christ. So just take a few minutes and read through Romans 8. It is so encouraging. It's deep and it's complex. Romans is a very um, complex theology. It's not the easiest book in the Bible to read, but it is so rich and it is worth spending time there. Um, But let me close this out today with a look at the Gospel of John in chapter 15, particularly at the beginning, where Jesus is talking about how he is the true vine, and we are the branches. And it says in verse 5, if you remain in me, and I in you, then you will bear much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. And then he kind of repeats that same idea a few more times there in that paragraph. But that is the idea we want to focus on right now is that he is the vine. He is the source of life and purpose and goodness. And we are the branches. So if you want to be fruitful in your family relationships, you want to enjoy them, invest in them, you want your family to be growing and and close and happy then you need to remain close to the Lord. He is the source of life and hope and beauty. And he is how we bear good fruit. We cannot do that on our own strength. And sometimes we feel kind of defeated and overwhelmed because we're trying to do it in our own strength. So turn back to God, remain in him. And he will remain in you and help you to bear the good fruit that you're longing for. And I'll remind you, if you're not spending a lot of time in the Bible, there's a ton of reasons why we don't do that, even if we want to. Grab my free Bible and Prayer Challenge. It's at the Holy Habits 45-Day Bible and Prayer Challenge. I'll put a link in the show notes for today. um, Or dive into a deeper devotional, maybe the um, Finding Your Identity in Christ devotional or I have a 40-day devotional called Joy in the Journey about finding more joy in the hard seasons of motherhood. Um, Lots of good stuff there, but spend that time with the Lord. When you're feeling defeated, when you're kind of beating yourself up on the inside, you're not going to get out of that by just like gritting your teeth and moving forward. You're going to get out of that by turning back to the Lord and letting him remind you of truth, letting him remind you of his purpose and plan in your life and in your family. So I hope, friends, that some of that is encouraging and connecting. Um, Grab that freebie or look through the devotionals. Those can be so helpful and so encouraging. And if you haven't joined us yet inside the Faith Fiverr Club, which is our private community Um, Every month we dive deep into a different topic around family life. In February, right now, we're looking at building biblical marriage habits. It's not too late to join us. For this month, you can grab the workbook that has been uploaded. Um, It's got 30 days of activity challenges. It's got a weekly Bible study. There's a private podcast. Lots of great things there. And I'd love for you to join us if you haven't done that yet over in the Faith Fiverr Club. And all these links, I mean, they'll be there in the show notes, or you can head over to loveyourpeoplewell.com. And I would encourage you as well, if you have a friend who you know is kind of struggling with some of this, she's just kind of beating herself up, she's not feeling very confident in her motherhood or in her family life, um, copy the link to this episode and send it over to her. Send her a text and tell her, hey, I was listening to this. I thought of you. I hope it's encouraging. You know, XOXO, love your girl, whatever you want to say um, there in your podcast app. It's like the little three dots at the top. You click on that and you can copy the link to this episode, text it to a friend. Um, that's a great and easy way to encourage your girlfriends and, and just build each other up. Love each other well, because we are all in the same boat. We're all struggling with so many of the same things. And we want to encourage one another So my friend, that is all I have for us today. We will be back next week with more biblical encouragement and practical tips to help you love your people well. And until then, hugs and blessings to you, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. I'm so glad you joined me today for this episode of the Love Your People Well podcast. If you found it helpful or encouraging, please leave a written review to encourage me, but also to help the show grow. You can even copy the link to this episode and text it to a friend. Don't forget to grab all your resources at loveyourpeoplewell.com and join us inside the Faith Fiverr Club for extra perks every week.